Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You look happy tonight, Jordan. <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, I've got a little secret. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. Daddy's little secret? Yeah, Daddy's got a little secret. <laughs> a little and, itch downstairs? Uh, probably... Probably where the eye twinkles coming from. Got it. Mm-hmm. Are you a father? Maybe I'll maybe I'll reveal it by the end of the episode. Maybe I won't. Wow, that's quite a tease. Yeah, that's how I like to do it. I had no idea. Yeah, it's called an actor's secret. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? An actor's secret. Okay. I mean, I consider this show a performance. Right. The who I am on this show is not really. Who I am in real life. This is a character. It's You're a inhabiting a character. Yeah. You're making choices. Acting is choices. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's having a secret. Right. An actor's secret. Got it. Mm-hmm. And daddy's got one. And it's an itch downtown? I'm not going to say whether or not it's a downtown itch, <laughs> which is what you get when you have sex with downtown Julie Brown. <laughs> Should have worn a wubba wubba wubba. <laughs> Hard to say what that means. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think downtown Julie Brown's up to? Um, I mean, you got to figure conservative commentator, right? <laughs> yeah, following in Kennedy's footsteps. Yeah, I mean, and working on the game show network sometimes. Yeah, that that tracks. Why do I only know what Kennedy is up to? Well, because I think that's the most noteworthy. So former VJ Kennedy that... Jesse and I grew up with, and I presume both had some early sexual feelings toward because, <laughs> yes, because of, of glasses. Yes. Uh, we, I think. Her, I also can uh, let you know what Lisa Loeb is up to. Sure. Um, so I think, I, I think that her flip from cool VJ, who, you know, at 12 or 13 is the girl of your dreams, to, you know, AM radio conservative commentator, that's a big flip. Yeah. So I think that yeah you know I'm sure Dan Cortez is doing fine on himself ho- for doing fine for himself hosting a you know show on you know I don't know like some sort of travel show where he tastes barbecue. I think that being an MTV VJ, mm-hmm. a position in which no longer exists. Hey, I watched MTV. What is that music? Yeah. What is it? That should be punishable by death if someone honestly <laughs> says that to you in a conversation. They should die. I'm not for the death penalty, except in that case. I think that being an MTV VJ mm-hmm. is the job in the history of mankind, and perhaps Vine Star mm-hmm. is R.I.P. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we've killed all the Vine Stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you know, in honor of the closing of Vine. So we should we should actually let people know about our schedule a little bit. We're recording this, you know, a couple days in advance of when it's going to come out. So between now and when this comes out, uh, we will have murdered all Vine stars. Yeah, and everybody, Lil Poopy, <laughs> Digital Sean, that cute guy who falls. Yeah, <laughs> that slightly racist guy, Lola Comedy Num Num, and. Susie Sheboygan, 69. Did you read – there's an article in the um, – okay, I'll tell you what I, I was going to say. I hope none of those about. are actual Vine stars because then what I said would count as a threat. I uh, I, I want to say that uh, an MTV VJ mm-hmm. 
that is like the most important you can be to a set of people mm-hmm. as without having any art or content mm-hmm. while also being meaningless to everyone else. Sure. Like someone that is literally four years, we're one year apart in mm-hmm. age. Someone who is four years older than us or four years younger than us, the people that are the most important personalities of our childhood, mm-hmm. th- completely meaningless. Sure. Just three, four years. And also, why is Kennedy the most important person in our childhood? <laughs> what did she do? She just said the names of the videos that were coming up. Right. Well, Anne was nice and pretty and seemed cool. And she had those glasses. Had those glasses. Yeah. And uh, now isn't nuts about immigrants. <laughs> but, I mean, I think you were right with, with the Vine Star analogy. I mean, I think that there's a set of those people. They're not on MTV anymore because, as we said before, MTV doesn't even play music anymore. Oh I don't even God. have a television. What does the M stand for? I don't for? even have a television. What does the M stand for? I just watch documentaries on sure. Netflix. We all love documentaries on Netflix. We all love them. It's the best thing to watch. Have Talk you seen documentaries on Netflix? I lo- I, if there's one thing I love more than watching them, it's talking about them. Two <sighs> someone who doesn't care uh so i think you were right is that there are a set of those people but they are i think vine people i think youtube people i think specifically over hyper goober who yammers over video game oh yeah that Uh, is truly i think that you know there are kids growing up now who have favorite goobers who yammer over video games who will be you know who they will remember their whole lives and they'll and when they you know they become 30-year-olds with podcasts will reminisce endlessly about the goobers they liked who yammered over video games. Are there 51-year-olds right now, this Mm -hmm. very moment, having conversations on FM radio about goobers who yammer on podcasts? (laughs) I I hope so. I hope this cycle never ends of yammering with people your age about things you remember from high school. Let's introduce our guest, I'd love to. She doesn't know who Kennedy is. She doesn't know. She doesn't care. Mm-hmm. All she watches is uh, fucking uh, the, the Great British Bake Off. A, sh- a show about uh, gardening <laughs> yeah, sure. on the BBC. Whatever it's called, the Great British Bake Off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she Hi. is. Uh, she's the uh, head writer of International Waters, Maximum Fun Zone uh, comedy game show. Uh, she's a charming and beloved Jordan Jesse Go guest. Mm-hmm. She's here all the way from London. That's in England. Sarah Morgan. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> did you have? Did you have? No, I don't know what the fuck you're. So you don't know about any. I, so let me ask you: In you, did you have music video introducing attractive people that were important to you in your youth? Okay, so I'm older than both of you, uh, which doesn't help this conversation. Uh, and we did have MTV, and I do. I but no, everything else you're saying is just. Words. What's the name? What's the name of the? Kennedy was a guy that got shot on a grassy knoll. <laughs> sure, yeah. What's the name of a nice man uh, who's a comedian? He's a British comedian. He was on my show. He was on Bullseye. This was like maybe three years ago. His name is probably Simon. He's thin and wears glasses. Oh, Amstel. Simon Amstel. Simon Amstel. Yeah. So he was. The, he what was an MTV. Presenter. Like I watched his comedy special, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very funny. Um, but he was like a Kennedy-like figure as far mm-hmm. as I could tell. 
every he when he would relate a remark about the time that he spent talking to musicians on television, mm-hmm. he related it as though he was tired. He was tired because <laughs> it was so important to me. Like I had exhausted him because it was so important to me, this anecdote that he was sharing to me about a British television show where he talked to yeah, that's yeah. all or whatever. That's all exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah, that's all. But our most beloved boy band, that's yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> with, with all the hits. <laughs> they were... I mean, they had all. There's the funny one in That's All, uh, the cute one. Yeah. The mop top. The bad boy. Scary, that's all. Yeah. Sporty, that's all. Ginger, that's all. And Ramon, Ramoni, that's all. Yeah. Who is the person. And squeaky from. Yeah, Who is the person from. in your childhood? Who's the person in 1989 or 1991 uh, who is the most emotionally important to you for having done the least? That's a really weird question because nearly all of our VJs and DJs are just got you treed. So all of our children. <laughs> Wait, what did they get? Uh, Operation u tree. Oh, is this that, is getting dark. Is so that quickly. where they're all pederasts? That's the one where it turns oh. out everyone that was ever on television ever in the 70s and 80s turned out to have done bad things and is now in prison it's yeah. we, we were we were uh uh arguing about this on at midnight today mm. uh we we wanted to do some j- jokes about zane you guys are familiar with zane yeah sure from, from 1d from 1d <laughs> Zane from 1D, now a solo artist. Yeah. You've and... taken the erection out of their name. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still got the D, though, right? Yeah. Um, it's a soft D in this case. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about 1D as much as <laughs> you got to thumb it in. That's the direction. In. Inward. When you talk about 1D as much as Jesse and I do, it helps sure. to shorten it. It just saves time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've if, only got 90 minutes. I actually did the math the other day. Mm-hmm. My life would be 14 days shorter if I said One Direction every time I was talking about 1D. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I feel guilty about having said 1D <laughs> in the long form just now. Sure. I feel like I'm throwing my life away. I could have been with my children. Who is your favorite 1D? Is it Ginger or is it Squeaky From? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say my favorite 1D is probably Donnie. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. You, you had to like Donnie. He was the one right? who yeah. stabbed Sharon Tate, right? <laughs> you got it. That's the one. Um, <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg killed uh, Sharon Tate. You heard it here first. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Um, so Zane wrote a book. Right. And we were talking about how to properly joke about it because mm-hmm. people – because it was, you know – all the rage on Twitter it was the only non-election thing people were talking about on Twitter for a period. Hashtag Zane book. Right. And people were talking about their favorite parts of Zane book. A lot of people really loved the chapter where he talks about how much he respects women. He oh. has a chapter devoted to how much he respects women. Well, if I wrote a book, it would have two chapters <laughs> dedicated yeah. to how much I respect women. <laughs> That's You're weird. welcome, Sarah. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about this. Okay, so we don't know... We don't know that much about Zane, but we do know how to generally joke about boy bands. But is there a satisfying joke you can make about a boy band that does not include they were fingered by their manager? <laughs> and I don't think so. I don't know if you're just it, so it's a it's a minefield making jokes about the boy band. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, 
it's 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 wonderful that there is a, a, a prominent Muslim member of a boy band. I think I'm pretty sure Zayn is from a Muslim background, which is kind of awesome. But that's literally all I know about him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would prefer if he stayed in his own country. <laughs> sure. sure. Well, but I don't mind the song and dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the old yeah. soft chew. Sure. sure, sure, melts the heart. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. We talk. I, I, one of my favorite things to complain about is hyperactive goobers who yammer over video games. Right. But I am so into a video game right now that I have watched a few videos of hyperactive hyperactive goobers yammering over it because I wanted to see the part of the game they were yammering over. Can I guess what the video game is? Sure. Give me three guesses, okay? Yeah, I'll give you three guesses. Bulls versus Blazers in the NBA playoffs. Nah, man, I beat that already. Lakers versus Celtics in the NBA playoffs. Getting warmer. Granny's Garden for the BBC Commodore. That's it. <laughs> 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 gotta go old school. Gotta play that. BBC Commodore. Uh, no, I am into this game called Bloodborne, and it is a... It is a it is a spooky. It's, it's a spooky game, game about HIV. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> right, yeah. <laughs> the year nineteen eighty three. You are a flight attendant. <laughs> Fuck a monkey. <laughs> it's very realistic. It is not fun. It's the first game where you get to play a monkey fucking flight attendant. <laughs> uh, so this is a it's a spooky game set in a. Uh, Lovecraftian dystopia. Mm-hmm. You got to kill guys and collect blood echoes. You got to get runes. You got to put them on your weapon. And I. So you get the runes and you put them straight onto your weapon? Well, after you get the uh, rune uh, workshop tool. You get that from uh, killing. Who do you kill to get the rune workshop tool? You can kill I, a witch. Can I guess? Yeah. Ty Domi of the New York Rangers. <laughs> That's him. He's been possessed. Kevin Duckworth. No, I already Portland said it was, the first, it was the first guy. One of the dragons <laughs> off Granny's Garden. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I am into this game like I have not been into a video game in a, in a long time. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is, it's one of those where I think about it while I'm at work. And then after I'm done playing it, I want to watch a video about it. I think regular Jordan Jesse Go listeners will remember the period of time where I was obsessed with the video game Skyrim. Mm-hmm. I have not played, I've not purchased a video game since Skyrim mm-hmm. because I'm worried that will happen again. Mm. That was, what, three, four years ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I became so upset. I realized I was neglecting my child because I was so obsessed with gathering lavender mm-hmm. <laughs> in the world of Skyrim so I could become powerful enough to kill a mammoth. Oh, sure, you gotta, yeah. Then, I, frankly, I became too powerful. It became too easy to kill a mammoth. Mm-hmm. You know what that's like, oh, Sarah. That's, yeah. That was like oh, one of the main boy. things in Granny's Garden, right? Yeah, yeah. You kill a For the BBC Commodore. Yeah, sure. yeah. So yeah. I, I am like, I am genuinely Okay, let's all go around about... and say what our favorite game for the BBC Commodore was. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think mine was um, Chip Chip Shop. <laughs> chip, chip Shop Mogul. <laughs> It's like a SimCity type game, but you run a you run a chippy. You run a chippy. You run a chippy. <laughs> right. And you gotta 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 get him in there. Uh, Everybody. Mine was What was cr- your favorite game for the BBC Commodore? Mine was Crown Jewels. <laughs> uh and it was a text based adventure game mm, about fun. showing off your dick. <laughs> oh. Dick and balls. Yeah, sure. sure. The Crown Jewels. Yeah. Mine was the uh, the the uh, bit at the beginning of Leisure Suit Larry, 
when it <laughs> tried to guess if you were over 21, but because there were American questions, I didn't have a fucking clue, no matter how old I was. I was about eight, obviously. I was playing Let's Seat Larry, but I still like that the questions were just ridiculously American-based as well as... Uh, as, uh, there was a joke about George Burns. I didn't know who the fuck George Burns was. <laughs> so mainly my favourite game was to play the opening, try and get the Are You Over 21 code to crack on Ledge Seat Larry. I never completed Ledge Seat Larry. So by over 21, they were really specifically looking for over 83. <laughs> There's some real good Fibber, McGee and Molly questions. I love that that was the only access to seeing tits or it was just digitalized Leisure Suit Larry ones. And even then you had to like crack a code to see them. So I, I actually only know Leisure Suit Larry as... I'm sorry, uh, Leisure Suit Larry is how I should yeah. be saying it. <laughs> oh, crazy accent. Let's call the old thing off. Um, <laughs> so I only know it as like a punchline is like the dirty video game. Right. I actually never played okay. one. Oh, what's great. You should have a go, mate. What was it if like? like bloody, and how do you see the... stones? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll fucking love Leisure Suit Larry. How do you see the tits? Uh... By going on a series of whimsical adventures in very tiny 8-bit form uh, that involve things like stealing a bottle of Spanish fly. Didn't know what that was. Still don't really know what that is. Uh, You have to go to a disco and impress ladies with your dancing. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was something about an apple. It was really difficult. Yeah, yeah. Given how shit it was. <laughs> I had it, a every now and again you'd see like some digital tits. And now it were they out or was it just digital oh, no, cleavage? Out, out. Okay. Out they were. Cool. Tiny square nip. It was very exciting. I somehow had a subscription <laughs> to the Sierra Online magazine, mm-hmm. the publishers of Leisure Suit Larry. Different than the Sierra Club's monthly magazine. Uh, no, same, same magazine. Oh, okay. it, was same actually, it was one of those things where... The cover is right side up on one side, and then there's mm-hmm. another cover if you turn it upside down and over. Mm-hmm. So it reads one direction as the Sierra Club magazine, and the other direction as the Sierra. So it's I'm like sorry, it's, that's one D. So <laughs> <laughs> one is mostly polar bears, and then you turn it around, sure. and it goes from one D King's to one quest. It goes from one D to one tree. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I, I subscribe to that magazine. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever played Leisure Suit Larry. There was a screensaver game where Leisure Suit Larry was a hidden character, I believe. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So what? How, how did you become obsessed with this video game, Jordan? Uh, I got it. And, you know, uh, also decided to spend more evenings at home for mental health reasons mm-hmm. and uh, needed something to fixate on. Right, you know, emotionally, and your cat was not enough. <laughs> yeah, cat was the cat was tired of cuddling. Which, by the way, is the very last James Bond film for Daniel Craig. The yeah. cat is not enough. <laughs> Just him at home. He got paid two hundred million dollars for it with a vaporizer and a video game controller. Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I, I, yeah, I guess I've been a play a couple hours of video games a week guy for a while, and I haven't been like into one where that's to the point where I've been like thinking about it. But oh boy, this one did it! This one burrowed right into the old, the old uh, nerdy nerd nerd stem in the medulla oblong gamer oblong dorka. That's the one. Nice. Uh, yeah, and it's and I and I watched our buddy Griffin. Yammer over some videos of it. Yeah, that well, was a what, lot of fun. What wouldn't you? What, what? What? What video would you not watch Griffin yammer over? Yeah, but then I watched some less talented men yammer as well, and it didn't yeah. make a difference. I'm like, I think I'm just in here to see this game. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, do you get that thing with with the get? Cause I, haven't, I, I I haven't played a game that's really sucked me for a really long time. But when I used to play Grand Theft Auto, I liked that thing where you would 
uh, close your eyes and still be playing it. <laughs> oh know, yeah, know. sure. You have a little little yeah, trace. Or like you go to the shop and you drive to the shop like on your feet. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. Or like try to think, I can steal that ice cream van. I could nick it. <laughs> I, could, I could go on a rampage. That yeah, was one hundred percent my life when I was oh. too deep into Skyrim. Everything, <laughs> it's lavender everything in my life was either lining up arrow shots mm-hmm. with my bow and arrow <laughs> inside my mind, and thinking about what poisons I would put on them, and gathering lavender. Mm-hmm. I literally had the experience, absolutely sincerely, seeing lavender, thinking I should gather that, <laughs> then realizing it was real life. <laughs> that is not a joke. That is a Gypsy real thing curious. that I noted when it happened to me. I um. I so I want nothing more than to talk about this game with people. I want to ask them what they think about the side quests. I want them I want to hear what happens when they get more insight points. But what's a, a side quest? Got to deliver a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, you got to get an apple for some reason. It helps yeah. you see tits. <laughs> um so but this is it's kind of an older game. I think it came out last year. It was like, you know, on a lot of like last year's game of the year lists. So the one person I know who has recently gotten it, who's not tired of talking about it, is our buddy Dan Telfer, who I work with. Yep. And Dan Telfer has two kids, I think. And yep. so he cannot play this in-depth. And route. cancer. Yeah, and cancer. <laughs> not to mention the cancer. Yeah. So two kids plus cancer equals I'm doing a lot better at this game than old Dan Telfer. <laughs> that chump um, with his fucking wife and cancer. Um He's doing a lot better. He's doing a lot better. Yeah, how yeah. is he? I, I, he's, do, I, he's doing fine. I, yeah, I yes. shipped into his Kickstarter because I'm yes. a big fan. Yeah. And then it freaked the fuck out of me that your healthcare system is based on if you like someone, you can Kickstarter their cancer yeah. treatment. That's our, like our, health, our healthcare works in the same way as a web series about funny roommates. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dan Telfer is much, m- he's much, much better. I would yeah. not. Good. I'm glad. You're yes. not allowed to. You're not allowed to say within a certain amount of time that he's clear of trouble. Of but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. he's in a good. Oh, yeah. good. I'm very. Yeah. I would definitely him. would not joke about it in that way if he was not doing well. He was. He's at work. Lovely head of hair. I probably should have checked in about it before. Talented guy. Since he works at Jordan's office, in case something had changed that I didn't know about it before I made that joke. But so. Every time I see Dan Telfer, I just want – I'm like, hey, what you do in Bloodborne? What you just do in Bloodborne? And he's he's done the same thing he did a week ago because he hasn't played it. But he's I've done all this new stuff. And I want to talk about the guys I've summoned with the Hunter's Bell from other realities. Yeah, that was anyway. exciting. Uh, the, when I was when I was in the, the beckoning mix, bell, ooh, when I was ringing that bell, when I was deep into Skyrim, mm-hmm. I felt like I finally had. It was sort of like. When somebody I know who's like a deeply committed nerd decides to take up following a sport mm-hmm. and they and this world opens up to them of talking to other people who like that sport, mm-hmm. uh, to me, it was like that in a reverse or the opposite way. Like, I realized there was all these people where I could just be like, oh, man, what kind of guy are you in Skyrim? Are you a cat man? Mm-hmm. I'm a cat man that has poison bow and arrows that's yeah. how i kill mammoths and they'd be like oh yeah i'm a i'm one of those lunk-headed guys those kind of sturdy looking white guys man so if there's anybody the if there's anybody the in the southern california area mm-hmm. who is also you know about 30 hours into bloodborne uh-huh i want to talk to you we can eat a sandwich i will drive <laughs> as far as ventura should do they need to be 420 friendly <laughs> ideally they would be 420 friendly and no drama shaved shaved <laughs> Tight? I shaved tight, ideally. Yeah. Mainly what I'm looking for is that you're also about 30 hours into Bloodborne or, you know, you're replaying it or don't care talking to me about it. Anyway, 
That's all. That's all I want. What did you... Uh, just putting it out there. Sarah, it was just uh, the Halloween holiday. Mm. Is that a holiday that's celebrated the same way in the United Kingdom as it is here in the United States? No. No, I, be- I believe the last the last time I was on this show uh, was the same time last year, and, and uh, I said that we do have Halloween. We have shit Halloween. Yeah. Because you... But you, you're just, you just mean that there's no Elvira there. Yeah. Elvira is here, although I haven't seen her, so I'm a bit annoyed that I've been in the same country, in the same city as her, mm. and, and, and yet not seen her. Are uh, you just prowling the streets at yeah, night looking just for really Elvira? Ringing my summoning bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just running up to any woman with huge jugs. Yeah, and a, and a black dress on, which this season is. There's a lot of people dressed in Elvira dresses. <laughs> there was... Not the real one. It's like Father Christmas on every street corner. They're helping out. It's her busy time of year. Uh, these are Elvira's <laughs> helpers. Yeah, they're they're just, her helpers. They help her out. I was uh, in this uh, like arts program for teenagers when I was in high school where we went to uh, you know dance performances that we got free tickets to or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy who was one of the bosses of the thing or he was like the best buddy of the boss of the thing. His mm-hmm. name was Huntley. Huntley was a nice guy but I was never that impressed with him. Uh, until one day he just casually mentioned uh, that he was in the wedding of uh, Jombie from Pee-wee's Playhouse, uh, who also, Jombie from Pee-wee's Playhouse, also co-invented Elvira with Elvira. Nice. Okay, we've just got Pee-wee's Playhouse in our country on Netflix. I'd never seen it. Mm-hmm. Love the films, obviously. We'd, I've never seen Pee-wee's Playhouse, and I'm, like, forcing my child to like Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> it's right? really difficult because she's terrified of the um, salesman. Oh, really? You know, the big, massive, you know, the salesman from series one. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling her, oh, he's not in it again after this. I don't know, but I'm kind of, but she's like, oh, I don't want to see it. It's got the salesman in it. But oh, wow. I'm like making her get into it because it's How really old is good. she? Nearly four. Nearly four. She loves everything else about it. But- yeah, four or five. Although, you know, uh, Justin McElroy's kid, completely obsessed with Pee Wee's mm-hmm. Playhouse because Justin and Sydney forced her yeah. like Ludovisque what's it called from Clockwork Orange yeah just jam her eyes exactly yeah. feed her gummy bears like what I like I like, like what stuff. I see me um I those those giant characters in kids shows yeah. are are easily the scariest yeah. I was so afraid of Sweetums as a kid oh what's Sweetums? boy was I afraid of Sweetums he's the he's the bigger than a human Muppet he does like this oh yeah yeah the really big one yeah I always wanted him to put me in his mouth he looked like he could fit in there quite nicely same thing yeah yeah just them being like because with the smaller Muppet if you're a kid you're like eh that looks a little weird I could take it though you could defeat it (laughs) I could defeat it in some sort of you know test of strength but sorry go back to Jombie's wedding oh yes Jombie yeah he was in Jombie's wedding and like literally to 14 or 15 year old me there was there was no credit that you could – you could say I was vice president in the 70s. Mm. You know what I mean? You could say uh, I'm uh, – what's his face? Who wrote The Kid Stays in the Picture? Robert Evans. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's no – I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Sure. Like literally he could be like, did you know that I'm NBA Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? And I'd be like, yeah, but do you know Jambi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is – this. Uh, so, hang on. so, sorry, Jombie, this was a long time ago, right? This was 
This was in the in the late nineties. Okay, so this was a marriage to a woman because I totally did not get that vibe off him. No, I think it was a marriage to a dude. But I'm okay. I'm from San oh, Francisco. Oh, oh, it's been legal here. For it was them. It was there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of weddings that weren't legally recognized. Uh, okay, but there was domestic. There was probably domestic partnerships by then in San Francisco. Uh, I so we there was a hot second where it looked like Elvira was going to come on. At midnight. Didn't happen. Which is literally the only reason I came to this country. Yeah. I booked I'm, a plane ticket. I'm sorry. I'm like, I have to hang out with Jordan because I'm going to... Fuck. I'm sorry. At least I, I'll get to see Elvira. I owe you $8,000. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's coming. That is the exchange rate at the moment. It's, yeah. it's coming. Did yeah, you did you lose the booking to Corden? Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. She's, she's singing the Monster Mash in his Hyundai right about oh, now. Oh, and, and it's pretty oh. funny. It's my favorite comedy bit. Oh. Um... And I don't know what I mean. It, it I re, it was amazing to think that Elvira would even consider us on Halloween in the first place. Right. Something happened. She got she got snooched. But there was a while where we were pitching Elvira bits. So we were you know just kind of going around talking about what Elvira could do. And so you know obviously we were we were kind of pitching to Elvira's you know two shticks. Her horror pun shtick and her boob pun <laughs> shtick. Right. And so we were making boob puns. And the last time the last time that Sarah was here, the two of you had gone to see sure. yeah. a live Elvira performance. Uh, at uh, Not Scary Farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And but that then I awesome. I realized as we were pitching around that there were younger people in the room who maybe didn't know who Elvira was, who just thought I was remarking on this woman's jugs. So I had to <laughs> go around to everybody who works for us who is under 30 and just say, hey, I don't know. You know who Elvira is? She has a thing. It's her boobs. When I was talking about – I feel like every joke I make now includes five minutes of an apology to a 20-year-old. So you thought that your biggest concern must have been that they thought you were making sexual uh, remarks about that character from Tiny Toon Adventures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, the one who... You're a uh, cartoon who... pedophile. Sure, exactly. Um, and then I had to apologize for the horror puns as well because um, there's actually some people who work for us who are related to the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Little Debbie <laughs> Keeper. <laughs> Baba Duke is a Baba Don't. What? <laughs> was kind of related to what I was talking about. Yeah, it's just a, you know. Yeah. Something you shouldn't say. Love that Baba Duke, though. It's, huh? hot. it's hot in here. It is very hot very in hot. here. You Ugh. guys want to take a break? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or off all your clothes? <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi everybody, I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every week we release a medical history podcast called Sawbones. We go over the history of the dumbest, grossest, weirdest stuff humans have been doing to each other since the dawn of mankind. But it's a funny show. But it's also so disgusting and stomach-turning you won't believe it. But it's also like, (laughs) funny, it's funny. It is the wildest, grossest, nastiest stuff you can imagine. It's a real hoot. It's called Sawbones, and we release it every week on iTunes, wherever podcasts are sold, and right here on MaximumFun.org. Love, 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 love,
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sarah Morgan, international eel smuggler. <laughs> yeah. That was two years ago when I, yeah. when I bought Jesse some eels. Way to bring yeah. it back. Yeah. I couldn't remember my nickname from last time, but the time before I was international eel smuggler because I bought you some jellied eels from England on the plane. Some real jellied eel controversy, or as you would say, controversy, <laughs> uh, on Max Fun employee Twitter today. Mm. Uh, our office administrator, Daniel... Easily my favorite Twitter. Yeah. Oh, it's the, it's the best Twitter. Um, our office administrator... No, weird Twitter. Oh, then okay. Max Fun employee Twitter. Those are my two favorites. Then film Twitter, then black Twitter. Yeah. that's Yeah, those are the big four, right? Um, Policy wonk Twitter. Daniel, our office administrator, is a big fan of Balut, mm. which is... Oh, is that that weird booze? No, that's oh, okay. Malort. Malort. I've had, okay. I had that at Max FunCon. Balut right. is a fertilized egg mm-hmm. with an embryo that you oh, eat. Oh, stop it at once. Yeah. There's something that's eaten in uh, the Philippines and some other parts of Southeast Ugh. Asia. Uh, and he's, his family's Filipino. He is Filipino. And uh, he thinks it's great and offered to eat. To help anyone who wanted to eat balut, eat balut. It was very magnanimous of him. Very kind of him. I retract my horror. Culturally, it's clearly an important thing. (laughs) And (laughs) everyone... Sorry for sounding disgusted. It's the word embryo. Yeah, yeah. No, it's disgusting. I I, I ate a balut once on an internet eat food show. (laughs) On the YouTubes. On the YouTubes. Uh... And I, you know, that it was, you know, it was a, it was a dare eating show, and you, you know, we had to eat balut, uh, and it's, you know, it looks like a, you know, a hard boiled egg that somebody would bring to work with them, if they're a weirdo. Um, but then you bite into this hard boiled egg, and there's a chicken inside who has an eye, eyes. Yeah. Its eyes are basically done. Yeah. <laughs> you dip it in a little salt first, which is kind of no, the, the whole thing. Oh. Yeah. Um, salty salt eyes. the eyes. Uh, it sounds like something a serial killer does. Salt the eyes. Um, and I was so grossed out by it. And you know, there, there's video of me being grossed out by it. And you're a good eater. I'm a oh, I'm a good eater. Yeah, I'm a you're... member of the Clean Plate Club. Yeah, <laughs> a no, mommy's but... mommy's big boy. Yeah, <laughs> got it. <laughs> um, and I was just called a racist in the comments for for days and days. You had a violent reaction to it. I, I did. Remember. I a was viol- very What we shall describe it. as a violent physical reaction. There is some mild vomiting. Yeah. Not a full hurl, uh-huh. but a gag and spit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but yes, and that was, uh, and that was um, in, the, in the theory of the commenters because of my racism. No, and the, the the fact is, no, it's because it's uh, gross if it's not your cultural practice. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You're racist because you insist on wearing that bindi. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah, It's slimming. But Daniel pointed out, mm-hmm. so uh, our colleague Lindsay, one of the hosts of Brian and Lindsay Will Totally Eat That with Brian, our producer, uh, said she would never eat it and she wouldn't have eaten it on Brian and Lindsay Will Totally Eat That because – and this is true. She made me agree not to make her eat anything that she found sad. Mm. Right. Um, and I honored that by not having her eat any balut. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
uh, Daniel was quick to point out that she ate jelly deal, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is in his book it's distinctly more disgusting than Balut. Look, no one's ever been made sad by jelly deal. Have you met Cockneys? They are fucking chirpy as anything. <laughs> they're all, chim- seen, they're all chimney out. sweeps, right? Have you seen Dick Van Dyke? Yes. That's all he eats in that film. Got it. And he clicks his heels, mm-hmm. happy as Larry. Throws, throws you a tuppence. Yeah. Is no, it? Stop saying tuppence. <laughs> sorry, sorry, tuppence Sarah. Tuppence means vagina. <laughs> Sarah, uh, sorry, threepence. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's the anus. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jordan and I went to Universal Studios Halloween, Halloween, oh, I can't fucking say what's it called. Halloween, Halloween Horror Nights. Halloween Horror Nights. And in Simpsons World, I uh, bought a lard, because I love the Simpsons, and they had a lard lad donut stand, and I went to go and buy the lard lad donut, and Jordan, to be helpful, said I should show the man my tuppence, meaning money. But in my country, tuppence means vagina uh-huh. and hilarity ensued. <laughs> you thought I was saying that I you should. I thought you were saying I should, in exchange for a large $4.99 donor, uh-huh. show the man my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it like doesn't also mean 2p, but not really. It doesn't really mean that. No one says that anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We focus on threepence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's well. That's that's special. That's just for birthdays. Why show Why show your tuppence when a halfpenny will do? <laughs> if you have goes. no halfpenny, yeah. then God bless you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it was so cool to go to Halloween Horror Nights, but more specifically Simpsons Land with Sarah because, like, I mean, I'm you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a jaded old old coot who's been to Moe's once or twice, but oh boy, it was so it was so cool to see it with so, a Sims a true Simpsons fan who has never seen it before because it's uh it, it's it's magical. It do was, they magical, yeah. do they do it up for Halloween? Like uh what's the, what are the Simpsons Halloween specials called? Uh Treehouse, Treehouse of Four, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there like a Bart Simpson uh uh Eagle Crow? What's that for? <laughs> oh, called? The Raven. Raven. Yeah. They do. Um, God, we had to watch that in English class so many times. Oh, sure. Yeah, if you want to make learning fun. Yeah. Oh, they make you watch that episode of The Simpsons. No, just that oh. part. Oh, okay. It's super boring. Right. It's not yeah. the best. Not no, the best. Season, season one. Yeah. They were figuring it out. Yeah. They uh, no. They play um, the music from the Treehouse of Horror special. So the sort of Adams Family version of the Simpsons theme tune, uh, and that, that's about as. Uh, and there's some green lights. I think there was nothing else. Yeah, no. I've never been there before, so I don't know what was different about it. It was night, and it was Simpsons World, and I was excited and running around like a small child going, look, a love tester. Oh, <laughs> look, look at that. You go Krusty Burger, they do Buzz Cola. Oh, that's exciting. I, I've never seen television before. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I mean, one of the, one of the great charms of Simpsons World at Universal Studios is that you can buy Duff. You can buy three different kinds of Duff beer. Uh, which is actually pretty good. I think they brew it in the park. It's not like they just slap a label on a Heineken or something. Uh, but because Halloween Horror Nights is dedicated to spooks and scares, they uh, it's spooktacular. It's a spooktacular. They do not sell the alcohol because I guess they are worried about the safety of the characters. Because <laughs> oh. if dudes are getting loaded and going into the Freddy versus Jason maze, I think a Jason's probably going to get a, a pop in the face. Yeah, and then you got to deal with the Bloodborne. Sure, oh boy. <laughs> you got to equip some runes before you go in there. I took uh, I took my son Simon trick or treating mm-hmm. this year. My son Oscar was sick, so my wife and and he stayed home. 
I took Simon trick-or-treating with uh, another family of our acquaintance. We, we went to a nice, relaxed neighborhood. The, the level of differentiation between trick-or-treating neighborhoods has come so far in the 25 years since I was a child. Mm. Like, in the 25 years since I was a child, it was the difference between a, f- a five and a seven if you went to a special neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Now, 80% of neighborhoods, there's no trick-or-treating allowed. The other neighborhoods literally just, like the Neighborhood Association gets together and hires Elvira away from at midnight. <laughs> like the level of commitment by certain three-block three stretches of Los Angeles is astonishing. So we were, I was very grateful. I had gone to one of those in Silver Lake in Los Angeles mm. And it was so fucking exhausting, like, because you're just getting pushed by parents in costumes and you're worried you're losing your children at all times and you're worried about the people there. We found a nice a neighborhood where half of the pe- half of the houses had their lights on for trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. That's so what we wanted. do you have wanted. a tradition, like in the, in, in the UK, you, if you have a pumpkin outside your house, that means knock on the door and if... You don't then don't bother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if the lights are on, if the porch light is on, that's if there's the a main. sock on the door. It feeds your fucking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go hang out in the quad for a while. Yeah, we don't have porches. Mm. Um, moats. <laughs> <laughs> if the drawbridge is on, <laughs> and it was great. It was a nice time. Simon was dressed as a dragon who loves tacos. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, this is one of his favorite books is about a dragon that loves tacos mm-hmm. and he made his own tacos, which was a really lovely. So was he carry so he had a, a store bought dragon costume. Yeah. Or a garage sale bought dragon costume okay. by my mother some years ago. Gotcha. It's been sitting in our closet. And where did the tacos come in? Uh, he made them out of construction paper. Gotcha. They came Great. in on the basis of the book, dragons love tacos. Gotcha. I was, I was, I was worried that maybe there was some congealing sour cream that he had no. to felt like he had to carry around. The best part about the dragons love tacos book and my son's relationship. Mm-hmm. I've not read the book. Some he read at school. We don't have it at home. But, uh, a, the premise of the book is that if a dragon eats hot sauce, then it breathes fire. Oh boy! Oh. So it has to be careful not to eat salsa. Mm-hmm. Simon is legitimately afraid of that part. So the rest of it, he approaches it as a, just a normal, goofy children's book that he loves. Mm-hmm. He is genuinely terrified that a dragon near him will eat salsa and breathe <laughs> fire. <laughs> because he's very, he's five. He's very afraid of fire. It's yeah. like the only thing he's really afraid of. I don't know what... Is your son a Frankenstein? Well... He's a Frankenstein's monster. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. He hasn't gotten his doctorate yet. <laughs> um, but there was one house on the trip through the neighborhood that was sort of full-on Halloween-y. Like, there was one house that had an inflatable black cat, like a six-foot-tall inflatable black cat, like one of those Santa Clauses, and a giant dragon also, uh, and, you know, some, like, posters up. That was fine. There was another house that had, like, rear projections of creepy ghosts and the loudest, like, damnation Hmm. screams, sound effects playing and shit. I kind of feel like if you're going to do that, put that behind a door or something, right? (laughs) Mm. That should be an optional activity, the genuinely terrifying thing, Mm -hmm. right? 
I don't know. There I were mean, no. There were no. There was some fifteen-year-olds, mm-hmm. but there were no children between eight and fifteen. <laughs> and ninety percent of the children were under eight. The rest of them were fifteen, and just couldn't afford candy at the at, at Walgreens. I don't know. Shouldn't Halloween be kind of an ordeal for the child? <laughs> like, isn't that part of it? Is learning to learning to kind of brave up a little bit. You know, and and confront something that's kind of scary. Were there scary things in your childhood Halloween in Mission Viejo? Yeah, I mean, we definitely had Halloween Dad on the street, and uh-huh. Halloween Dad dressed up like uh, dressed up like Dracula, right? And had a had a a, a spook spooktacular in the garage. He had a one of those uh, something you'll see at a Halloween Horror Nights. He'll have like a chainsaw with no chain on it that oh. revs. You know, it can't cut, but you know, it makes the Rum num 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 sound. So yeah, he would have that, that classic would... chainsaw num num num. Yeah, num num num. It's like a cat eating. <laughs> Got it. Um, and so he would chase you around with that, and he, they had a little, you know, archway that you would walk through that had the damnation music and cobwebs and a guy that would grab you. And I definitely was. Wait, there was a guy that would grab you. Sometimes they would. He would have like a like a. There would be a Frankenstein there. Was yeah. it a British television? Yeah, he would uh, put, you, <laughs> put you in a boy band. Tell you not to talk about it's it. Dave Lee Travis. Tell sure. you, tell you, you would make. Know who that is. That's you would great. make you a star. No. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was definitely like afraid of it. It was took me a long time to like scary movies and scary stuff. I was a little bit late to that party, but I definitely remember like liking coming out of the other side and feeling like. Yeah, okay, I did that. That's over. I got this thing. I have that to some extent, but it was mm-hmm. because I would go to Bernal Heights mm-hmm. uh, in San Francisco and trick-or-treat with my best friend Petey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Petey's dad, Mark, was a little scary to me because he thought I was a pussy. Oh, uh, okay. You were worried he'd make you run laps. <laughs> well, like, yeah, or like ride in the back of his truck with no seatbelt on, like in the bed of his truck and mm-hmm. go off the hills. Sure. So we would lift out of the truck mm-hmm. bed yeah. and fall down, and I thought that was terrifying, and he thought it was funny that yeah, I thought it was dangerous. terrifying. Yeah. Um, I do I do see now, like, thinking about Halloween Dad, and it was always, it's always something I've kind of aspired to. Like, oh, you know, when I, you know, I have a couple of kids, I'll be Halloween Dad. Right. Uh, it seems obvious to me now that ha- Halloween Dad is dealing with something. <laughs> that's why you become Halloween Dad is because... Something's going on. You have energy. And I think you're, you're you're shooting it out there with your chainsaw and your and your cobwebs. The full terror was out in front. Like mm-hmm. there was definitely Halloween dads who would put up a few spooky things and then have a garage that you entered mm-hmm. to get spooked. Yeah. But when it's all out there, it's sort of like one time Teresa, my wife, went to a birthday party when she was uh Eight years old, and the parents played The Shining. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah, sure. And The Shining's an amazing film, of mm. course. And I'm not even sure that it's always inappropriate to choose to play The Shining for your child. Maybe your child loves that shit. Hmm. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not here to judge. Sure. I, 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 with turning off the kid, I judge. Right. I'm not gonna yeah, the I know. Doesn't seem like a good thing, no matter what, to it's choose for about Freudian issues. It's, yeah. it's not about a hotel, haunted hotel. It's about idiot. menopause. Yeah. Oh. But to choose it for other people's children. Sure. That's the part oh, yeah. that I was uncomfortable with. Mm. What was the scariest thing that you saw when you were little? 
Um, we, I mean, it, this is not The Shining, and it's a different, it's a, it's a different ballpark, but it is similar. It's but when I, your uncle died and you were in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, we were spinning him at the hospital. My mom was going to the, uh, to the snack bar. I was told to wait there, and he flatlined, and the doctors came in and um, told me I had done it. Got it. <laughs> um, my being there, the fact that I had lied earlier that year. Young man, did you spill your Yoo-Hoo on this electronic equipment? <laughs> it was there before. It's me, Jordan. Um, <laughs> that uh, nurse loves chocolate drinks. Uh, I, I was in a similar situation. Very good squeaky voice, too. <laughs> um, I definitely was at a seven or eight-year-old birthday party, and the parents put on uh, one of the early Nightmare on Elm Street movies. That's Who a, are these that's parents? A Freddy. Who are these parents? I had uh, when I was off sick from school, and my mum couldn't pick me up from school, so she got her friend to pick me up, and we went to her. And and uh, she was like, "Oh, just sit. I'll get you blankets." I'm at a weird house, and my friend wasn't anyway. And her mum was there, and she got me a blanket and got me a hot squash, like a hot, nice hot drink, not squash the vegetable. Uh, What's in a hot squash? Squash is like uh, I guess you'd call it uh, bug juice. Okay, like cordial. Yeah, yeah. cordial. Anyway. Uh, and uh, bug juice is like a jug that you drink from at summer camp. Oh, okay. What's um? It's what's like the a, stuff it, they drank at Jonestown? It's like a bright Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Yeah. that's it. Got yeah, it. juice is Kool Aid. Uh, squash is Kool Aid. Um, but that's a brand name, right? Yeah. yeah. Squash is just the generic term. God, we've gone off track. What was I saying? Oh yeah. So my friend's uh, mum sort of put me in a blanket, and then she went just pick any video, and I just went through their videos. And and I just I saw the two words that was a funny two words. I went the thing. <laughs> she went yeah, I'll put that on, and then left the room. Oh boy! Eight oh nine. boy! To be honest, I fucking loved it. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's just a it's just itchy and scratchy. It's just so cartoon. I was just like, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> what's going on? I saw one of the alien. What's what's the scariest alien or aliens? One of them is scarier. Alien than the other is one. scarier. Yeah, Alien is the one mm. I saw when I was about eight or nine, and it was just on TV in the back room of a place that we were staying, and I was just watching it because I didn't want to be in a mm. grown up party. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, and I still hate even thinking about it. Oh. Here's what I here's what I think is different about our generation v our parents' generation. I think uh, that we they always think, want a participation trophy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't want to be told I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, I think that we have a different relationship to nerd shit. Like we like nerd shit till we die. But to them, anything that's not Howard's End uh-huh. is kid stuff. Right. So I think they regard Freddy, Jason thing in the same way that we, you know, that's, oh, it's the same as Spider-Man. It's the same as Superman. It's just a little scarier. So like, it's like the like genre stuff is kid stuff, I think. And they, I don't think they think, they don't, I don't think they differentiated Freddy from, uh, you know, Goonies or The Sandlot or something like that. I think to them it was all just, here is the kid stuff. I'm still very upset that as like a 16 or 17-year-old, I went to see the movie Sexy Beast, Mm, (laughs) expecting it to be like a stylized (laughs) crime drama. It turned out to be about Ben Kingsley giving you fucking nightmares. Mm. 
I'm still scared of that. <laughs> went to see it like in like that joke about naked lunch from The Simpsons. <laughs> you can think of two things wrong with be, that title. I was expecting it to be sexy and bestial, <laughs> and it was neither of those things. <laughs> I can't. I don't like any scary anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be scared of anything. Yeah. Not at zero percent. That's my level of interest in being spooked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, Halloween Horror Nights was pretty spooky. The spook level was quite yeah, high. I, I legit. I, it was. It was. It was. Well, it was about the, the Freddy Krueger thing, which is, I, I. I grew up terrified of Freddy Krueger. Like someone in my street had a poster in the window uh, years before I ever saw the film, and I was terrified of that poster and always imagined what the film was like and. Just absolutely terrified, and then sort of that turned into a deep respect and love for the series of those films, and hmm. then, uh, but still going in a fucking maze where you know there's loads of them at the same. Wait, there's uh, a whole bunch of Freddy Kruegers oh, in like there. So 30, many Freddies. So many Freddies. Some of them are like, like just yeah, they've all got masks. They've all got. Some Freddy of them are African American. Some of them. Are, you I know what? Black Jason. There was a Black Jason. Black Jason. And you know what? It's about time. Yeah. It's about time. Our kids. No, sorry, Sarah. I'm going to cut you off <laughs> because I'm. I need to be an ally here for a second. It's about yeah. time that our kids know, no matter what race they are, no matter what gender they are, hell, whether or not they subscribe to one of the two genders that society thinks are okay, they can be an undead Hulk who punishes kids for sex. Can they steal people's dreams? No, no. that's for whites. <laughs> that's for whites. <laughs> Come on, white men. My kid was. My kid was at a birthday party recently, and there was a black Olaf. It was a Frozen theme party, and I was very pleased that there was a black Olaf. Uh, yeah, what was it? The, those mazes, though. The, yeah, no, so yeah, so there's a lot of Freddies, a lot of Jasons. Uh, there was a big prosthetic spoiler alert for if you like mazes, and it's still on. I don't know, but there's a, a bit where the, there's a giant like rubber snake Freddy that's eating a real actor person who's going ah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. How do you uh, do they do they touch you? No, they're not allowed to touch you. None of them are allowed to touch you. (laughs) If you listen, if you you, you pay $10 for a little bottle of water. Yeah, bottle service in the champagne room. Bouncer will look the other way and you can (laughs) grab Freddy's tits. (laughs) Um, But no, there's no, yeah, there is like, there's a lot of like, um, they they do seem to be trained in looking like they're going to grab you, but then they don't. Mm. Okay, because that is like that is a big concern if they're gonna if they're gonna touch you. I know, like my my son right now is going through a problem where um, he suffers from a medical condition called uh, white guy butt. Just <laughs> mm. to say that he's there's no differentiation vertically or there's no horizontal oh. differentiation as you travel down the rear of his body, which means that his pants are always falling down. Oh. No matter what, you know how it is with the kids these days. The pants down around their ankles, sagging pants. Um, and uh, his teacher, but took my wife aside and said, and said, like, you have to do something about this. And my wife was like, I gen, I don't know what to do. There's nothing to hang the pants from. You know, it's it's a it's a problem for us too. But the reason is, we thought like it's not that big a deal. Like it's not like the other kids are making fun of it. He's five years old, you know. But uh, the problem is that there's only one person in the school certified for butt touching. Mm, mm-hmm. And so when my son's pants start to fall down, they have to call the butt toucher in oh. who's got like a non-molesting certification. Mm. And she's allowed to pull up his pants. The teachers, the regular teacher is not allowed to pull up his pants. Uh, and I imagine that you would run into that kind of trouble 
with uh, spooky Jasons and whatnot. Yeah, you'd have to be what's well, called being CRB checked. <laughs> I yeah. can't imagine there's a, there's a special certificate for yeah. Is there um are, he, are there classic uh, are there like uh, Draculas and stuff? Um, no, there was the Exorcist that was really good. But you uh, the your friend cast those mazes didn't he yeah so we uh oh a friend of pocky he's been on the show before eric martin uh a uh, hell of a guy uh he works for universal studios uh um kind of took us uh and and uh flashed flashed his big shot wad flashed his tuppence <laughs> got it uh and i hear uh, he's got more of a thruppence so, uh and uh passed some of the lunch which was great um but he was talking about working there and he was uh, and one of his friends was there with him uh had actually been a character in the past uh, and she told me the most amazing thing is that at the end of the night, thing shuts off at 2 a.m. or whatever. They got to they gotta run everybody out of there so they can clean up. And I guess they line up all the monsters. And the monsters all line up like a Braveheart, you know, gang. What do you call that? I don't know. Braveheart gang. A mob. A Braveheart mob. Army? And they just rush toward the front of the park and everyone has to run away from them. Like so, they rush. Oh, like, like a search party. Yeah, they, yeah. They all have chainsaws. They all have chainsaws. Or like all the kids on my little league baseball team <laughs> going from sideline from uh, foul line to foul line looking for syringes. Sure, yeah. So they're rushing the people out of the park, and if you make someone pee their pants, you get a hundred dollar gift certificate. It's called. <laughs> it's called. The golden ticket. <laughs> they are trying to make you pee. Isn't that great? Yeah, that they is want really you good. to pee. That is really good. She she told lots of stories about getting spat on, beaten up, punched every time she was in a maze, dressed as like a spooky thing. She would just get attacked. Yeah, I think it's a high risk job. <sighs> character. Yeah. What happens if you punch somebody? Uh, I don't think you're allowed to punch them back. Do they, get, do they get a $100 gift certificate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they get a Minions t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know what? If you're listening out there, respect your characters. Mm. They're there for you. They're spooking for you. It's a tough job. They're eight hours a night. Yeah. Th- 30 minutes on, 10 minutes off. Mm-hmm. Why are they so consumed with these characters from fictional films when they could be real life characters like Dracula? <laughs> right, historical, historical scares. Or, or man. Dracula's yeah. a real the monster. The real monster is, is did you know the real monster is man, Jesse? We all know. Guys, it's a lot of, it's very funny. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Draculas are very funny. No. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. They're serious. Same seriously. And Draculas are not a historical problem either. Mm-hmm. They're ahistorical. They live outside, you know, Draculas are, for all I know, you know, Brian over there could be a Dracula. Mm-hmm. You got your back to him, Jordan. Yeah. Oh I mean, he's shaking his head no, but Sarah. We got to invite him into the podcasting hutch, though. That's yeah. how it works. Sarah, let's say you were Brian. You're the producer of our show. Okay. Let me put myself in Brian's shoes for a second. Okay. Let's no. further, let's further, <laughs> yeah, it's fun, right? <laughs> he really enjoys life. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go and get some cosplay on it okay so <laughs> being brian first of all you're brian second uh-huh. of all you're a dracula okay right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. if i were to say hey a brian might be a dracula what would you do you'd shake your head no right no yeah you'd shake your head no 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 i'm not a dracula okay mm-hmm. that's how fucking draculas get you jordan <laughs> mm. that's exactly the kind of shit draculas love to do they're devious 
So he sounds pretty scary, but is he more scary than one of the politicians from the current election? What? Hold on, Jordan! You know the ones. Jordan! You know the ones, baby! Jordan, this is not about social commentary! Sorry, man, I'm a truth teller. I'm a satirist. I thought Dracula's a social society. Jordan! (laughs) What if your... What's your sister's boyfriend's name? Your sister's husband's name? Tyler. What if Tyler's a Dracula right now? That's cool. No, it's not cool. It's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, he seems nice, though. No, it's not nice. He's not nice. Mm. Not if he's a Drac. (laughs) Well, I think you have some baggage you need to unpack. Do you know what these guys do? It's like you've never even met a black Jason before. Do you know what these guys do? Jesse, I have met black Jason. Guys, do you know what? I am friends with black Jason. He spooked me good. But not because of his race, because he was an undead Hulk who murdered teens. Nigel not Farage from race. Brexit might be a Dracula. He almost certainly is a Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Hugh Grant might be a Dracula. He can't be killed. Nigel Farage can't be killed. It's true. He's, he chain smokes and drinks and has been in a, literally a helicopter crash. <laughs> Wait, what? smashed his face <laughs> Oh, up. boy. It's really, if you Google pictures of Nigel Farage helicopter crash, it's really hard not to laugh. Mm. Even though it's... A, a sad sure. thing that happened to him, but he he cannot die. So he is a Dracula, to all intents and purposes. Although he would not come from Transylvania, I'm no. pretty, <laughs> just, he, he doesn't approve of uh, Romanians at all. Mm. I'm pretty disappointed with how casually you guys seem to be taking the Dracula problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get my shit together. We're going to have to take a quick break. Sure. Um, We're getting giddy, right? No, sure. I'm honestly at this point, and I wasn't even going to say this out loud. <laughs> Um, honestly, at this point, I'm not 100% sure that you two aren't Draculas. <laughs> we couldn't have come I mean, in here. We have to you, tell you. Is it, you. is it like that cop thing? <laughs> yeah. The, the rules are the same if you're a cop or a Dracula. Right. <laughs> Ooh, Dracula cop. No one make that show. I'm making it. No one make that show. I'm making it. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. The first ever Chicago Podcast Festival is just around the corner. Don't miss your shot to catch Max Fun's own Bullseye, Lady to Lady, and Minority Corner performing live for your entertainment. Split Single was just added to the Bullseye lineup in addition to the previously announced and amazing Dwayne Kennedy and Andre Royo. Bullseye and Lady to Lady are November 17th, and Minority Corner is November 18th. Visit MaximumFun.org and peep the live shows column on the right side to grab your tickets right now before time runs out. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Sarah Morgan, European eel smuggler. Jordan, what do you do? What do you do at night? Give me an example. I'm kind of into sleeping. Right. What do you sleep on? I mean, it's got to be a mattress. Yeah, you got it. What's the best kind of mattress that sponsors Jordan Jesse Go? I think a Casper mattress is the one you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. They're a, they're a retailer of premium online mattresses for a fraction of the price. They're obsessively engineered. They're shockingly fair. Hey, and they're also risk-free. Yeah. They've got a risk-free trial and return policy. You try that Casper for 100 days, free delivery to the U.S. and Canada, painless returns. If you don't like it, send it back. 
No harm, no foul. Don't roll the dice with a generic mattress that you purchased from the big box retailer. <laughs> Go to Casper.com slash JJGo. Use the code JJGo at checkout. You'll get $50 off any mattress purchase. They sent me one of these Casper mattresses, Jordan. You love sleeping on it. I love sleeping on it so much, I bought myself a Casper pillow. I use my own money to buy the Casper pillow. That's God's own truth. These are made in America. Right here in the God's United States. They're 50 bucks off. Casper.com slash JJGo. Paraguayan generic big box retailer mattress? No, no you're going to go to Casper.com slash JJGo and use the code JJGo. Of course, Jordan. There. Jordan. What? The last thing I want to do is try and bullshit our audience. Nah. Terms and conditions to apply. Sure. That's just straight talk. Natch. There's going to be – you go to Casper.com slash JJGo. You use the code JJGo. Terms and conditions will apply. You're going to get a obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Made in America. Right here in Trump's America. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on. When does this come out? Uh, Monday. Okay. That's not the election. No, yeah. That's Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, it'll so, be immediately before the election. <laughs> the Casper Mattress is nonpartisan, we should right. say, unlike Jesse. Yeah. No, well, like his... me. <laughs> huh? No, I'm a nonpartisan. Oh, well, I thought you were. I thought you had just thrown in your lot with a certain candidate there. No, I, I certainly- well, If you I... ask me, it's scarier than any monster. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love Trump's America, but I love Hillary's communist uh, China, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love both of them. Sure. I love all candidates. <laughs> And Jill Stein's Lil Burning Man. <laughs> Lil Burning Man? Yeah. Is that, it's littler than is the Is that a Burning one. Man for smaller people or is that a Burning Man for children? <laughs> yeah, it's for kids. It's kind of Jill a Stein does advocate a children's Burning <laughs> Man. You got to get him started early. <laughs> for, public school, for public school students. Otherwise, they wouldn't know to bring their own water. Students and family, they get a, they get a voucher mm-hmm. to go to Lil Burning Man. Okay, yeah, Casper.com slash JJGo. Use the promo code JJGo. I'm also, I want to mention, I'm going to be in Chicago, Illinois uh, in November uh, in about, uh, let's see, about a week after this comes out. Uh, I will be there uh, with uh, my hit radio show, Bullseye, uh, at the Chicago Podcast Festival. We will be performing with Lady to Lady, our uh, friends and colleagues here at MaximumFun.org. I will be offering you... Comedy from Dwayne Kennedy, one of the funniest guys in the world. Uh, an interview with Andre Royo, the fascinating actor from Empire and The Wire. And uh, we, just, uh, we just added music from Split Single, uh, Indie Rock Superstars Split Single. So it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, I hope that I will see you there. And of course, one last plug if I might. Mm-hmm. Need a gift for a loved one or yourself? Put this on shop. All my cool vintage stuff. I went and visited Sarah Morgan in England. Went to the flea market. It's really nice you mm-hmm. came all that way just to see me. Yeah, it was. It's just lovely. to see you. Yeah. Now, coincidentally, I was lucky enough to get a few bookings at the London Podcast Festival. Yeah. But we know the real reason why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, uh, yeah, I bought, I bought a ton of stuff in England. There's a lot of vintage men's accessories and doodads as well as pocket squares and scarves. <laughs> yeah. Our beloved doodads. <laughs> but he left the baubles. So we got a great we got a great new cap that's inspired by uh, World War II aviator caps. Uh, it's really, really neat. All of that at putthisonshop.com and if you use the code full short, you get free shipping. Oh, can I mention one other thing? Sure. Jordan was on at midnight. You should watch that shit on ComedyCentral.com. I think it's on there. It might not be on there anymore. Oh, I don't yeah. know how long they leave this up there. If it's still up there, watch it. 
I mean, I say watch it one way or the other. Get it? Yeah. I mean, what do you? Why are you so busy hacking your way into the DNC's emails when you could be <laughs> hacking your way yeah. to hilarious entertainment on Jordan's episode of At Midnight on ComedyCentral.com? I legit have to use an unblocker if I want to watch At Midnight in my country. Did you have to so do that to watch like, Jordan destroy? Uh, Sorry, I, Chris Garcia, you're a real funny guy. <laughs> you got crushed by Jordan, the Jordan Morris train. Yeah, and all he got was a sitcom. So yeah, he did get a sitcom just I have, now. Yeah, well, I'm in this country. Good I won't have him. to click that button three times before I oh, get to watch boy. At Midnight. So I will yeah. watch it. I will watch it. Yeah. Legally. Um, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Love, It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sarah Morgan, European eel smuggler. Can I ask you a question, Sarah? Please. Do momentous things ever happen in the United Kingdom? That's a good uh, yeah. What, what, yeah, am, I sa- I what mean, am I saying? Of course, sometimes large animals have veterinary emergencies. <laughs> and, yeah. and Dr. James Harriet has to get out there and, and save them. Oh, yeah. Sometimes there's a horse that needs foaling. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Dr. James Harriet and his hot wife, <laughs> super foxy wife. He's not. He's not a not handsome man himself. He's a handsome guy. Sure. But his wife's his wife's a stone cold fox. I'm talking about the television show All Creatures Great and Small. It's a British docudrama. Sounds like a hoot. You rarely see the small animals. Now I come to think about it. Yeah. It's all creatures great. There's a lot mm. of cows, a lot of horses, a lot of foals. Not saving a lot of shrews. There's no tiny animals. He brings a kitten back to life in one. I'm <laughs> cool. spoiler alert, but. That happens. What, like a zombie thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> Halloween episode. Yeah, right, sure. Like a what if. Countryside <laughs> of horrors. Every year they would yeah, do a countryside sure. of horrors yeah. episode. I know, I, mean, I, I know I remember this from my childhood. Well, the next time something momentous happens sure. to you, Sarah, call America, the um, long series of numbers you have to press to reach America. Zero, zero, one, sure. Yeah, and then, uh, and then dial 206-984-4-FUN. <laughs> That's the number to call if you have a momentous occasion. Like these folks... Uh, Brian, why don't we take a listen to our first call? Hey, guys. This is Allie in the Midwest. I have been on vacation driving across Kansas. And driving through Kansas City, I encountered these two uh, handmade stenciled signs for some place that looked like yard sale signs. One of them said, Upscale Steampunk Goggles. And the other one was, Upscale Russian Winter Hat. So, I don't know what store it was supposed to be for. There was no indication, but it was pretty delightful. Take care. Bye. Yeah, when you've had it with the cheap shit, <laughs> some upscale. You're tired of those steampunk goggles from H and M that just <laughs> break after you wash them two times. You want the good shit. You want that handmade, the primo, hand slapped leather, Swarovski sure. crystal. <laughs> Boy, eye pieces. Imagine the man that wears both, both, I, <laughs> both the Russian winter hat and the uh, steampunk goggles. I was in uh, San Bernardino, I think. Mm, San Bernardino. Um, is that the one that's that's north of here, right? San Bernardino, like east of here. But yeah, and what's the one that's north of here? Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. I was in Bakersfield, California, and uh, I was just kind of putzing around downtown Bakersfield. I don't. 
I don't mean to shock you guys. Mm-hmm. It's a little economically depressed, oh, boy. downtown Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm going to take a look at downtown Bakersfield's antique malls and whatnot. Right square in the heart of downtown Bakersfield, there is a dual <laughs> <laughs> Right square in the heart of Bakersfield. <laughs> there is a dual storefront, one side of which is all steampunk zombie equipment. Oh, boy. And one side of which is all, like, folding spade, uh, heating pill, uh, aluminum blanket survivalist gear. Mm. And I thought, I immediately, like, the first thought in my head was, I got to move to Bakersfield. Yeah. Not because I want to shop at this store. I, the last thing I want to do is shop at this store. In a thousand years, I don't want to go into the steampunk emporium. Okay. No offense, but mm-hmm. you might as well send me to the chap hop emporium. Not interested. Okay. But I thought if you can have an entire store, in t- think of what kind of store I could have. <laughs> I could have any type of store. Sure. They must have $20 a month rent or something. You can have any type of store there. Just sleep in the back on all your uh, on all your electric blankets or whatever. Yeah. I could have an electric what, blanket store. What would you sell? Oh, jeez. I mean, seashells maybe? By the seashore? <laughs> no, it's not by the, by the seashore. It's that. very affordable. It's inland. And as long as you've got a vibrant online presence, mm. you're doing fine. You don't need the, you don't need the foot traffic. Would you do like seashells with like little googly eyes and stuff or just just seashells? I like furniture made out of seashells. Mm. I'd go whole hog. I mean, what is a seashell but a house for a crab? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. A wise man once said. A wise man once said. <laughs> Let's take and a real call. monster is man. Let's take another call. Let's keep it upscale, guys. Uh, hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. Uh, this is Paul in Arizona. Uh, yesterday I was driving in my car and, uh, on the opposite side of the road, there's a small bird, like bigger than a sparrow, smaller than a crow, medium sized bird. Hold on. Out of nowhere. Pause. (laughs) Pause the call. (laughs) You guys know that as soon as the call comes up, I got my antenna up. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm listening for bullshit artists. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. A penguin in the pants. The sure. last thing I want is a penguin in the sure. pants, okay? This guy is changing his story. He's two sentences in. I'm Paul from Arizona. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. Yeah. Sarah in the studio here was kind enough to wave to him through the <laughs> microphone. I still get excited <laughs> when I refer to <laughs> And then he said, I saw a small bird, like a medium largish bird. What is this garbage? What does Paul take me for? <laughs> what are you? Some cornbone root. <laughs> what are you worried that he's doing? He's hustling me. He's trying to snowball me. Mm-hmm. That's when I come in his mouth and he kisses me. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying that on you. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. That's when he's trying you don't to need do that. Me. You got a show to do. You can't do a show with your mouth full of jizz. <laughs> I gotta have my tongue free. Ah, la 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 la. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like sure. Jordan, what if, what if we tried to do a show where you were engaged in a sex act that prevented you from going? <laughs> we don't got no show. Yeah, it's the same way with me <laughs> and Paul. So I'm just saying, yeah, Paul, you're treading in dangerous waters. Okay, 
The waters you're treading in are shark waters, and sharks will eat you as soon as look at you. Okay? They got magnet fields from their nose and very dangerous teeth. So be careful what you chum. Mm. Chum. He saw a medium bird. <laughs> That's the Phil Collins parody of what he... <laughs> okay, play the call. Play the call, Brian. Uh, hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. Uh, this is Paul in Arizona. Uh, yesterday I was driving in my car, and uh, on the opposite side of the road, there's a small bird, like bigger than a sparrow, smaller than a crow, medium-sized bird. Out of nowhere, a owl swoops out, grabs the bird in its talons, and tries to fly off with it. But the other bird is too heavy. It can't really get... Uh, too, too high up in the air. It's maybe three or four feet up in the air, and she's struggling to try and fly off with its prey. And at that moment, a hawk, a giant hawk, also swoops out of the sky and tries to grab onto the owl in its talons. It does not catch it, but it does make contact, knocks the owl to one side so that it drops the bird that it's carrying, and all three of them then fly off in other directions. And all of this happened in the space of maybe six to eight seconds. It was amazing. So that's my moment this occasion. Love the show. See you guys later. Get them, get them, get them. Okay. I think that's called a Tuducken, isn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, then John Madden just ate them all. <laughs> Jesse, you look furious. Mm. I was about to make a really complicated turducken joke. <laughs> I was going to say that last November, I oh, was sorry, driving did I, did down we the all road. Turducken at the same time. Yeah, I think oh, we all fuck, thought turducken. I'm so sorry, I stepped on your joke, Jesse. It's, it's okay. You looked really happy. And, I was and really furious. excited about this whole plan I had so to tell this complicated mm-hmm. story about a time that I saw a, a turkey eat a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's better. I'm sorry, I got chicken. giddy. I kind of, yeah. I shot my bolt. I yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's okay. Reference. If something momentous happens to you, oh, call yeah. us at 206-984-4FUN. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the monster. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sarah Morgan, uh, international eel smuggler. Sir, it's been a joy to have you on the program. Thanks, Jesse. What's coming up on international waters? Oh, uh, the, 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 just the usual merriment and mirth. What um, kind of merriment and mirth is it? Uh, There's a lot of Jordan well, Jesse Go listeners who don't listen to international waters. They're missing out. They absolutely should listen to it because, uh, as we've realized in the last hour on this show, that uh, there is a lot of fun cultural differences between mm. the, the United mm-hmm. Kingdom and the United States of America. And you know, you, you know who you want to plumb those cultural differences? MTV icon Dave Holmes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We were having this conversation off mic. Dave Holmes, legit cool MTV guy. Uh, very exciting, our host of International Wars. Yeah, we've had some t- terrific uh, British and uh, American comedians on the show. Uh, it's a panel show, which I don't believe you have over here, except for something called At Midnight, but I've never seen it. Because uh, you, you have to pirate honestly, it. Sure, it takes three clicks to watch that fucking thing. But apart from that show, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a panel show between American comedians and British comedians, uh, a pop culture battle royale hosted by Dave Holmes. Uh, we've had many beloved uh, Max Fun Characters? Characters. <laughs> characters. 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 Characters on the show, including uh, 
John Hodgman, yeah, uh, Josie Long, yeah. I, can you name some people as well? <laughs> We've had uh, oh, who else? We've had Jesse Thorne on. I've been He's on. Been on it. You've been on. I created the probably. fucking thing. You did create the fucking mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, who else have we had on? I think I was Michael Bay on it once. Yeah, Jordan was Michael Bay on it once. Uh, we've had probably all oh, everyone, anyone you listen to, anyone you like on Max Fun, they've probably been on International Waters, and also some British people you've not heard of who are really good um, as well. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. Some famous British people. Some famous British people. You've some very famous. If you're oh, one yeah. of these Britain nerds, you're going to be oh. like, oh yeah, I know mm-hmm. who that is, yeah. and you're going to come on your own face. <laughs> The old self snowball. The old snowball suicide. (laughs) Um, Hashtag it, JJ. Go on Twitter, maximumfun.reddit.com is the place to discuss it on Reddit. Join us on Facebook in the Maximum Fun Facebook group where we have a ton of fun. Brian Fernandez, a.k.a. Sonny D, our producer, laughing just outside the microphone booth here. You didn't laugh that much. Let's be honest. Didn't laugh that much. Didn't really enjoy this week's program. I, I feel a little bit sad about that. Do you think it was about you? I do. Do you think he was holding back, or was I just relentlessly? You guys, <laughs> Brian's dad just died. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't have killed Brian's dad, Jordan. Sorry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> To the uh, now here this festival and saw us. That show will probably be up on the um, probably be up on the feed in a couple of weeks. We'll see. Um, and uh, we love you all very much, baby. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, bye. <laughs> Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.